know, I heard this story, and some of y'all might have heard this already, but uh, this, uh, this lady, she, uh, uh, her husband passed away, and he told her before he died that uh, he wanted her to put all the, all the cash that he saved up over the years in the casket with him when he dies. And so uh, her girlfriend was with her when she heard, when he heard, uh, she heard her say that, heard him tell her that. And so when the, when the funeral came, uh, the, the girlfriend says, you didn't really do that, did you? She said, oh, yeah, I did. I wrote a check and put it right in there. <laughs> See if he can cash it. <laughs> Amen. Some of y'all knew that one. I, just, I thought I'd tell it. Some of y'all hadn't heard it. Pretty good. All right. Because you can't take it with you, you know. Can't take it with you. All right. The, the title of my message, and I'm on, this is part seven in the series, uh, Passionately Presenting the Grace, God's Grace and Truth. And uh, the reason I, I, I named it Passionately is because I think so often the church over the years has been uh, condemningly presenting God's grace and truth. And I want to be passionate because let me tell you something. You know, all of you in this room probably have somebody in your family or you know someone who's struggling in life and uh, you know they're not living for God and maybe there's a, they're living a lifestyle that is not honoring God in any way. Everybody in here probably knows somebody like that. And God wants us to be passionate with them. He doesn't want us to be condemning of them and judging of them, but He wants us to love them. Listen, the lady that, you remember the lady that was caught in the act of adultery? She, she, they came, brought her before Jesus and just threw her in the dirt before Him. And he, she was down there below His feet and He told her, He said, where are your accusers? You know, He told them, who, who, whoever can cast the first stone, whoever's sinless out here, you can throw the first stone. And none of them could do it. They all dropped their rocks. And Jesus, the one who could condemn her, did not. And what did he tell her? Go and sin no more. Sin is going to have its consequences in our lifetime. In this life. On this side of eternity. But if if you've given your life to Christ, let me tell you what you're going to face when you die. You're going to face judgment, yes. But judgment for rewards. Not for condemnation. If you accept Jesus Christ. But, but, see, people think, well, man, that's, that's the grace of God. Yes, and it's amazing and it's wonderful and it's good. But, but, but sin is going to have its consequences in this lifetime. Yes, that's right. We still, there, you open the, when, you op, when you sin, you open the door for, for Satan to come in. Through sickness, through disease, through uh, curses, lack. lack. Yes. You, you, sin will have its consequences in, in your lifetime. So you're not, you're not immune to sin. You know, st- sin can still affect you if, you if you walk in it. Okay? But God's got much better for us. And that's the thing with people that we see every day who are walking in sin. God's got a better life for them. Yes. And in, in this room right here, it's full, full of people who still sin. We all do. Okay? We do. But we don't, we don't, we don't habitually sin. Right? And if there's some areas in your life where you do, then that's where God wants to work on you. 
and heal you of that and deliver you from that and set you free from that. And through His mercy and grace, you'll see your relationship with Him will change even that and empower you. Grace empowers you to say no to sin and temptation. Amen. You're listening to me? Yes. All right. Pay attention now. So the title of my message today is Truth versus the Lie. How many of you know what the lie is? Well, it was, the lie was uh, from Satan himself. It says, did God really say? And the truth is, it is written. Yeah. This is the truth right here. All of it. All of it. This is the truth. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. It's all in this book. Amen. It's all here. And the lie is all out there. And any, any other source, any other source that's, that's contrary to this truth is a lie. I know it's, it's a strong word, but it's the truth. And that's why John 8.32 says, the truth you know is what will set you free in this life. It's the truth you know. If you don't know it, ignorance, ignorance of the truth is not going to excuse you. You have to know it. You must know it. You, you can't go through this life without knowing it. And Jesus said what? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he's the truth you have to know. You're not, going, you're not going to get to heaven without Jesus, without going through Him. Andrew Womack puts it like this. It, it really simplifies life to realize that Jesus is Lord and you aren't. A profound statement. Jesus is Lord and you aren't. Then when God tells you to do something, you just do it. Wait a minute, I lost a bunch of people there. The truth is, I'm telling you people, when Jesus tells you to do something, you just do it. You just do it. This attitude is one, of a, one part of a Christian philosophy that will really simplify your life. It's not hard to be a Christian. People say, oh, it's so hard to be a Christian. Oh, no, it's not. You just got to choose. The choice is yours. And, and God's not going to force us. He's... He's not going to make us robots. Everybody says, well, why didn't he just, why did he, why did he create Satan in the beginning anyway? Well, Satan was an angel. He wasn't, he wasn't a devil at the time. But he still had, even the angels had free choice. And he chose to rebel. Satan chose to rebel. So it's good to know and understand God is Lord. I'm not. And He knows what's best for me. You need to get up every morning and say, God knows what's best for me. Yeah. What, what, what are we going to do today, Lord? And let Him lead. Listen, you know, I have feelings and I have opinions, just like everybody else, but the discussion ends once I'm sure God is telling me to do something. Surrender to Jesus, I'm telling you, to surrender to Jesus and allow Him to be Lord in your life. You know, a lot of people call Him Savior. But is He Master and Lord? Is He Master and Lord? See, you say, people say, Jesus, take the wheel. Take the car. Take everything I am 
And, and I'll just follow you. He leads, you follow. The Old Testament prophet Jeremiah was wondering out loud how a people whom God rescued from Egypt and preserved through many miracles could forget the Lord who delivered them and then turn to vain idols. And we read it too and we say, how could they do this? When, you know, he led them out. He saw the, they saw the water parted and they walked through on dry land to the other side. And then they, then they began to worship idols. They began to build idols and worship idols and false gods. And Jeremiah, the prophet, was, was uh, thinking about this. And in the middle of grieving, Jeremiah answered his own question by saying, Oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. Jeremiah ten twenty three. I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. The New Living Testament says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. The Jews had, had fallen from a position of favor because they started doing things their own way. Uh-oh. What's America doing today? Not everybody, but what are a lot of people in America doing? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not going to rap this week. <laughs> Y'all remember that song? But see, see, back in the 60s, it was love the one you're with. It started in the 60s because we took God out of school. That's not the whole reason. Everybody says, well, I wasn't just because. Yeah, but there was a lot of it. A lot of things are happening in the last 50, 60 years because we took God out of things and we try to keep God out of things and we leave God at home when we walk. Even as Christians, we don't take God with us where we go in public. Oh, me. Oh, my. Why, why, why did I come to church today? They started doing things their own way. Who needs God? Let's just shut them up. Let's just shut the Christians up in this nation. Let's just shut them out. Let's don't let them speak at college campuses. Let's don't let them speak in the public arena anywhere. Let's protest. Let's boycott. Let's do everything we can to shut these Christians up. Let's change the laws where they can't say Jesus. Let's change everything where they have to say a prayer silently and not publicly and not out loud for sure in public schools. No, 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 no. Let's shut everybody up about Jesus. The name that's above every name. Man, I got to preaching this morning. Didn't matter what God's word said to these people who were rescued, who were delivered miraculously. And so Jeremiah recognized that. And I want to tell you people this morning, God didn't create us to rule our own lives. Those of you who know, maybe you're maybe you're older now and you're just getting into the the saving of Jesus saving your life. And you look back at your life and you're saying, what a mess I've made. Yeah. We're not, we're not created to rule our own lives. And, and God doesn't want us to be robots. He wants us to obey. That's it. That's it. He gave us the free will to make our own choices, but God never intended for us to direct our own steps. I'm getting through to somebody 
this morning. I can, I can feel it. There's, there's some breakthrough here today. Hallelujah. Though, you know, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't, you've always wondered how, why is it these things keep happening to me? Because you're, you're your own master. You're ruling your steps. We have the freedom to decide for ourselves because God didn't force His will upon us. But the correct choice is to recognize our complete dependence on God. Listen, we aren't smart enough to run our own lives. Admit it. God's trying His best to help us all out. Remember what he said in Deuteronomy 30, 19 in, in the New Living Testament. It says it like this. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that we, you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. God gives us a choice, but he also gives us the best option of life. He tells us the answer. Choose life. In other words, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't try to figure things out on your own. Seek His will in everything you do. Everything. Everybody say everything. Everything. In everything you do. Seek His will. Well, is this honoring God? Ask questions. Ask yourself these questions. When somebody leads you into a place and you say, well, Is that going to honor God? Ask yourself those questions. I'm not your your judge. I'm not the one to to tell you what to do or not do. He is. But ask yourself these questions. And see the Holy Spirit lead you in your life and tell you the answers. He'll show you the path to take. That's how we're supposed to live. That's how Christians are supposed to live. You don't expect the world to do that. But Christians, yes. yes. If you say you're a Christian, yes. then you expect those people to live properly. Yes. We're meant to make Jesus our Lord and follow His guidance. Yes. Adam and Eve messed things up yes, they did. By, by not doing it this way. But Jesus fixed everything when He banished all our foes and gave mankind the authority in His name that Adam and Eve gave away. A solid Christian philosophy requires believing in the Word of God as your supreme authority and making Jesus Lord of your life. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's sad in America, but one day it's going to get to the point, I believe, that people are going to not let me preach stuff like this. Or it's going to be a, it's going to be a, uh, I'm going to be breaking the law. Yeah. I, I think what they're trying to do, what they're trying to force upon uh, the church to be quiet and, and not say things and not preach things about certain lifestyles is because they just want us to shut up about it uh-huh. and just let people live. And it's, it's the attitude that has, that has prevailed for the last 50 years in America. Uh-huh. If they're not bothering you, leave them alone. They're not bothering anybody. Let them do whatever they want to do. <coughs> and that's just like, man, that's just like us saying, if people want to kill those babies in the womb, what is that to you? That's murder. That's what it is to me. Yeah. Well, what does it bother you? It's not hurting you. It's just between that lady. It's between the mother and her child. It's not hurting anybody. Well, so what? And that's the, that's the prevailing attitude. Yeah. 
in America today is sad. Sad. What does it bother you if somebody wants to marry, if a man wants to marry another man? What does that bother you? What does that bother you? Because it's, the Bible calls it sin. The Bible calls it sin. I didn't call it sin. The Bible calls it. God's Word calls it sin. What about the two women want to marry one another? What, what is that to you? What does it bother you? They, they're not going to bother anybody. The Bible calls it sin. It's not hurting me. It's hurting them. And I'm a passionate man. I don't want to see. I want to help those people. I want to help them get free from that. God's got a better lifestyle for them. Christians, we've got to, we've got to stand up. We can't just say, well, that's well, the way of the world. That's the way the world's going. What are we here for? To be light. To be light in the darkness. We're called to be light in the darkness, not a, not a, a shut mouth. Not to shut up, but to speak up. In love and passion and compassion. Okay, here's a very important point. In order to remain sensitive to God's leading, we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our own hearts against the negative philosophies that are being promoted in the world. Just like I was saying, how they just want us to shut up. They want you to be quiet. Uh, We encounter ideals that are contrary to God's philosophy every day. Every day we see it. We see it in the news, through the media, books, movies, Internet, and even through our own people's, uh, other people's worldly views. We, we see the, 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 the counter ideas. And every time you, uh, you are fed these lies, you need to reject them. Yes. You need to reject them. There's a lawsuit right now they were talking about on the news this week of a, of a young uh, boy. There's a uh, guy who divorced his wife, I think. And she's, uh, she's got a seven-year-old son who, she, who the mother says is a girl. And then the son says... The son's a boy, but the mother says, no, he's a girl. He wants to be a girl. He's always wanted to be a girl since he saw the movie Frozen. What's the matter with people? Well, I mean, I'm full of passion and compassion for people. But listen, people, even I know it's right here, even in Luling, even in Luling, there are people who are doing this, who are living these, these, these kind of lifestyles. And I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I love them, and God loves them. And He wants them healed. He wants them set free. He wants them delivered. We've, we've got to wake up. Yes. How far is this going to go? How far are we going to allow it to go? And so they, they, went to the, they went to court, and the court ruled 11 to 1 for the mother. She wants to start giving the child, 7-year-old child, I don't know, eventually, some kind of hormone therapy. Hormone injections and all kind of things to change change him to become a woman. Does that seem okay and all right with everybody? No. There's something wrong there. This is a seven year old kid that 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 to me is being in she, he's in the middle of child abuse from that mother, and the father's still there. You know, I think the state of Texas has intervened now, and they're trying to do something to to block this. Uh, Decision by that court, but people. I mean, I'm, and I, you know, just I just don't ever hear people speaking out against these things. And it's not. Listen, 
It's not that we're. It's not that Christians are just against, against, against. We are far, far, far. But the media and the world uh, wants to make us look like the bad people because we're not sensitive to those people. Oh, I'm very sensitive. It hurts my heart to see people that 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 sin is going to affect them eternally. We're only here, all of us. We're only here 70, 80, 100 years at the most on this earth. But we're in eternity forever. How would you like to be in eternity where you can never put the fire out? And people, well, that's, that's just a bunch of malarkey. They, they don't believe that. That's not ever going to happen. Well, that's what God's Word says. And that's what I believe. So that's why I'm who I am. And that's why I believe what I believe. When are we going to stand up for Christ who laid down for us? And not be mean. I'm not talking about being mean. Uh, man, people, they'll, you know, once word gets out that I'm preaching this now, and you, they'll hear about this message probably, and they'll start saying, boy, that, that, that church is bad. That church, they're mean. They're just mean-spirited and everything. No, I'm, I'm compassionate. I love people. I want God's best for everybody. Shouldn't we all? Shouldn't we all? Amen. Every time, uh, every time you're fed lies, you need to you need to condemn them right then. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Isaiah fifty four seventeen says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn." This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. The number one weapon that Satan uses against us is deceitful words, lies. He's a liar. I don't know how many times y'all have heard me say that, but that's the truth. He's a liar. He steals from people through vain philosophies and lies. He kills people. He don't care about anybody. He don't care about people. He don't care about you. He hates you. And they call us hate speech. It's hate speech when you allow a person to stay in sin. It's hate speech. And this scripture that we just read says we are to condemn that lie that rises up against us. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? Adam and Eve didn't. They didn't. They didn't stand up. They didn't stand up against it. We must. Anything, listen, anything that is contrary to God's Word must be rejected. If truth sets you free, then a lie will put you in bondage. Man, that's that's pretty good. If truth sets you free, then a lie will put you in bondage. And anybody who who has been in a, an alternate lifestyle will know. They feel like they're in bondage every day. Most people go about their daily lives hardly paying attention to all the garbage and all the unbelief, the doubt and the complaining that comes at us through media and then wanders and then wanders through our minds. Listen, all those words and thoughts will corrupt you. If 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 all <laughs> If all you ever watch is shows or movies that promote that stuff. And see, it's been blasted at us. 
It's been blasted at us for years now through through the media, through television programs, where they just flown. I mean, it's just blown right up in your face, and and presented to us over the years as just a normal lifestyle. It's just uh, two people loving each other, or you know, that's the way life is, and it's just. It's been presented to us for years and years and years that way that it's okay. And so we've just accepted it. We've just allowed it. We've just ignored it. As long as it's not somebody I know, it's okay. But it's somebody I love. It's my neighbor. That God told me to love. Didn't tell me to judge him. Told me to love him. Told me to care for him. Told me to pray for him. That's who it is. You have to condemn the negative things around you. You have to condemn them. You don't have to. You don't have to hurt people. You, you love people. Satan is very deceitful, and little by little, worldly philosophies creep into our lives, and we begin to believe the lives that have been wandering through our minds. Maybe that movie's not too bad. Or there's only a few curse words. There's only one sex scene. And this is how Satan works. He doesn't come at us all at once. He drops little here, little doubts here and there, and attacks the integrity of God's Word piece by piece. There was a father whose daughter wanted to go see a movie with her friends. He asked her, so, well, what's it rated? She said, R. She kind of mumbled it. Arr. Well, then you can't go see it, he said. But, Dad, everyone says it's a great movie. All the other kids at church, at church, have seen it. So it's got to be okay if it's church kids going. Well, what makes it rated R? I'm not sure, she said. I've heard there's a little nudity and some swearing, but not much. And it's supposed to be a great movie. I'm sorry, honey, but I can't let you go see it, the father said. The daughter was angry, but her dad wouldn't budge, so she had her friends come over to her house that night instead. And while she was hanging out with her friends and playing games, her father made everyone brownies. And everything was set, and they all lined up for dessert. And the father said, now before you eat, I just want to let you know that I put a little dog poop in the brownie mix. It's not much. You probably won't even taste it, and it won't make you sick or anything, but, it's, but I just want to let you know it's in there. And don't worry about it, though. For the most part, they're really tasty brownies. I don't believe they ate any of those brownies. I don't blame I wouldn't have eaten them in it. But, but listen, no matter how little dog poop is in your brownie, it's still spoiled. And I ain't eating it. So why should we be any more tolerant of ungodliness in the movie or the music or the TV program? Do you know what your teenagers are doing? Do you know what they're listening to? Do you know what they're watching? They all have phones today. It's not all good. This world we live in is fallen and corrupt. But many have accepted the condition of the world and have grown tolerant of the ungodliness that surrounds us. 
That's the mistake we've made. We've become tolerant. Many Christians watch all the same movies and TV shows that the unbelievers watch. And they know they don't meet God's standard, but it's just a little bit of ungodliness. But I'll tell you this. Listen, repeated exposure to that stuff leads to an increased tolerance for the worldly viewpoints until eventually you are indulging in attitudes and beliefs that are totally contrary to a godly perspective. I told you you didn't want to miss this today. Some of you are sitting here right now and saying, man, I wished I wouldn't have come today. He's stepping all over my toes. I, I I love you. Listen, man, I'll tell you. I thought about it before the service today, and I, I thought, man, I just want to walk out into the congregation. And I'd just like to tell each one of y'all, Privately, this message. Privately. Each, I would like to tell everybody privately how much God loves you and how much He wants to lead your life. And I think everybody in here would know that this is what God wants for me. He's, he's not a hateful God. He's not a mean God. He's a loving God. See, we've been taught, and, and, and the people that are, are living in the conditions they're living in in the world today are living like that because that's what they think God is like. They think God is mean. They think Christians are mean. They don't want nothing to do with God or, or His Christianity or His church. They don't want nothing to do with it. It's a bunch of hypocrites in there. They're all in, going to church and they're living in sin outside. They're, they're just nobody. Nobody's perfect at all in this world. And we aren't. That's why we need God's grace. Yeah. And we need His leadership. We need His guidance in our lives. God wants best for everybody. And then when you tell somebody that, if you just go right to somebody that's living in sin and you tell them God's got better for you, they'll spit in your face. Because that's what they think about God. They hate God. Not everybody. I'm not going to put the whole bunch in there. But, But they don't like... The way that God has left them, abandoned them, didn't answer their prayers when they were little. Maybe they were there and God wasn't there when, he, when they needed Him, but He was and they just didn't know it. But God loves I just I'd like to take every one of y'all and tell you this privately and say, let's do it for God. Let's not do it for somebody else. Let's just do this for God. Let's live for God. Can we do this? My grandparents wouldn't believe what we're seeing on TV today. No. The commercials. Yeah. The commercials we see on TV. Well, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sitting there watching a the football game on TV, and then the commercials come on. My granddaughter's in the room. I've got to get the, the, the remote as quick as I can and change it. it it's unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could just sit there, and most people probably just sit there and let it all they know all this stuff, Alan. They know all this stuff, Pastor. You know, the more and the more and the more that we're exposed to it, the more we tolerate it. Well, you can't really do anything about it now. It's all over the place. It's just wide. It's just worldwide now. So I don't know if we're ever going to be able to stop it. Did you see that 
arm get healed that people thought was impossible? Yes. Well, it ain't, it ain't impossible for God to heal every person's heart. Amen. So I'm believing for the world. I am. I'm believing for the greatest revival this world has ever seen. And, I, and I'm ready for it. Let's get in there. Amen. Are you with me? I know, I know to some this might just sound silly and legalistic, but it's all about guarding your hearts. It's all about your protection. Listen, you've, you've, you've probably been in this lifestyle for a long time. Talking to people right in this room, you, you've been you've been tolerant of things. You you've had the same attitude of it doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm not going to worry about it. But God wants God wants those people in the kingdom of God. Yes. And and we're not going to draw them into the kingdom of God by by being mad at them and being mean to them and judging them, but loving them yes. and being full of grace yes. and His mercy. It's not just watching movies or TV shows that are ungodly, but we also need to guard our hearts, our own hearts, against what we hear from the news, from the doctor, when the doctor gives you a report. See, how many of y'all have slapped the doctor lately? I told you. I tell everybody, if, you, if he tells you to don't get your hopes up, slap the fire out of it. You tell him your pastor told you to do that because hope is all you have in some cases. We've got to guard our hearts against what we hear from our friends. Stand up. Stand up. Even to your friends. And, then, you know, it's going to make everybody mad at the Thanksgiving table. Try not to throw the turkey. <laughs> throw the cranberry sauce. That's what I... <laughs> but we're hearing it from everywhere. We're hearing this stuff. From everywhere, it's thrown at us, broadcast in our in our eyes, in our ears, through music, and everywhere. It's just everywhere around us, and we can't get away from it. So we might as well fight it in faith. And Jesus tells us the only fight that we need to fight is the fight of faith. Yes. And we need to believe. We need to start believing, and not think it's an impossible challenge, because nothing shall be impossible with God and those who believe. Amen. Uh, you heard these things. You heard this stuff like this. This is another one. This is another one that really gets me. Oh, it's flu season, Alan. So what? You know, the doctor told me the other day, I, was, I went to the doctor for my checkup, my annual checkup. And he said, did you get your flu shot yet? I said, never have, never will. <laughs> oh, you, it ain't going to hurt. It's gonna, yeah, it'll make me sick. I don't want it. He said, it can't make you sick. It's just a dead virus. He said, well, that dead virus makes me sick. And I don't want a dead virus. I don't want a live virus. I don't want a dead virus in my body. So some of y'all get a, I don't, you know, if y'all get a flu shot, that's fine. But I don't want it. I never have gotten one. I've never gotten the flu. And I don't get sick. My mother got it. She got hers. She got fever and diarrhea for two weeks after that shot. I said, I told you, Mama, I told you. No. <laughs> but see, people go out there with this. Uh-oh, it's flu season. It's flu season. It don't affect me. Are y'all in here? It don't affect me because I don't let it. I don't let it. Now, y'all think I'm crazy. I think you are. Y'all think I'm weird. I think you are. If you don't 
If you don't reject it and condemn the lies that are out there broadcast in your face and mind and ears every day, it's your fault. I've been telling you. I've been preaching for 20 years the truth. Come on. And somebody's got to start listening. And then apply. 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 Listen. Apply. Amen. Oh, the economy is terrible. The economy is terrible. Not mine. My economy is not terrible. Yeah, but you got a good job and you got you got a good check and you. Well, so can you. God's no respecter of persons. Amen. Work for it. Don't just sit there and say, "Well, I'm waiting for that blessing from God." You better go earn it. You better go do it. We're in a recession. I'm not. I'm not. Do you know when there was a recession here in the United States back in 2008, wasn't it? That's when we planned all this major renovation. And we built it and we got it paid off within a year. It was about a year or two years. It was paid off debt free. And we ain't been in debt again since. We just blessed, we just blessed, I don't know how many ministries. About 10 different ministries. Huge gifts we just gave it because God had blessed us so much that we're going to bless some ministries, and we did. Woo! Woo! God is good. But you've got to do it His way. I want to tell you something. You've got to listen to God, and you've got to obey God, and you've got to do what He says, and it will simplify your life. You've got problems in your life? Start living, like, start living God's way, and your life will change. I'm telling you, it will change. Hmm. God supplies all my needs according to His riches in glory. I confess that. We're going to make some confessions at the end of my sermon here in a minute for everybody. Wherever and whenever the enemy attacks God's Word with a lie, we should counter the lie by speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. In love. In love. Remember, the Scripture says, without love, nothing is good. It's just a clanging symbol. You're mean. But in love, God's, God's correction is there for love, love, love behind everything and everything you do. Seasoned with love. Reject, reject anything that is contrary to God's word, God's word, God's truth. We're in a battle. We're in a battle for our fellow brothers and sisters. They don't know their brothers and sisters yet. Yet. The truth isn't what the world says. It's, remember this. The truth isn't what the world says. The truth is what God says. Amen. Amen. Whatever the world is espousing to me is all a lie. Evolution. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a li- you know why evolution was brought about? So you'd feel like slime. You just pulled out of the ocean. You just crawled up and you just was a worm. You weren't worth anything at all. Anyway, and so you're just nothing but slime. So you can live like slime and you can die like slime. And you'll just be slime and you'll just slime back into the ocean. But that's not what my God says. He created me. I'm not slime. I didn't come from slime. I didn't come from a monkey. I ain't got no tail. I got a little wire back there. So... But I ain't got no tail. 
Reject anything that is contrary to God's word, God's truth. We're in a battle. We win eternal life when we're born again. But in this world, we still have to fight the lies that come against us. The only way the enemy can win is for us to consider and submit to his lies instead of following God's leading. Again, God didn't create us to run our own lives. He gave us the freedom to make our own choices in life, but he also told us the right option to choose. Choose life. And that's why I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. And God, listen, you could say God's pro-choice because he gave us the choice and he gives everybody the choice to be whoever they are. So if you want to choose to go to hell, you can. You can. But God gave you the answer in His Word, in His will. This is His will. His will for you and I. And in His will, He says, choose life. Man, He gave you the answer. It's, 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 It's just unreal. But it is. It's so true. He gave us the life that we have because He wants us to live the best life that we could live. Every one of us. He wants the best for all of you. Some of us and many of us are living so far below what God's best is for our lives. Even if we've been striving to live for Him for 20, 30 years, we're still living far below His best for us. The the correct choice is to always use our free will to make Jesus Lord and to follow His leading. No matter what the world says, no matter what what anybody says, Christians can't compromise on who God is and what His Word says. In the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, y'all remember the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were thrown in the fiery furnace, you remember? Three Hebrew young men, they refused to bow and worship King Nebuchadnezzar. I like that name, King Nebuchadnezzar. They said that their God was the only true God, and the king was infuriated by this. He ordered them to be bound and and burned alive in a flaming hot furnace. And even some of his own men were killed when they threw threw them in the furnace. It was so hot. And when the king looked inside the furnace, he stood up in amazement. Didn't we cast three men in the fire? Woo! His advisor said, certainly we did, sir. And the king said... Uh, well, let's, let's read Daniel 3, 25 through 29. You got it there? Daniel. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. Loose. They bound them up and put them in there. Now they're loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. <laughs> then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. And come here, come out, come out, come out. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And the satraps, I don't know what that is, satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men and on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair on their head of their head was not singed, nor were the garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. 
One more. We got one more. And therefore, he said, King Nebuchadnezzar said, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. And there is no other God who can deliver like our God. Today, even today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, church. Commitment to God can't be a negotiable issue. It can't be a part-time servanthood. It can't be. Whatever you have to compromise to to keep or, or obtain, you will eventually lose. Compromise is the language of the devil. Oh, yes, he wants us to compromise. And here's the compromise. Don't bother me. They're not bothering anybody. Just let them do whatever they want. That's compromise. You must make the decision that Jesus is Lord and that you're going to remain absolutely committed to him no matter what anybody says or does. It is absolutely a necessary step in becoming grounded in a Christian worldview. God must be our number one priority every day. Every day. We should be seeking God about about how to plan our days instead of planning our days and then seeing if we can squeeze God in there, a relationship some way. We should ask God, what do you want me to do today? And what do you want us to do? Let's do it together. We should ask God, what do you want to do every day when we get up? Because His plans should be our plans. Amen. And we all got careers, and I know that. But you've got your job for a reason. Amen? God's given you supply. But He's also created an environment for you to be light to. Light. Turn it on. Turn it up. Spit it out. Amen. Let Him lead you in life. Your quality of life. Let me tell you something. I I want to guarantee everybody in this room, your quality of life will drastically change if you allow God to lead you. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, everybody stand up. You've been sitting a long time. We're going to make a declaration here. We're, we're going to make these declarations uh, out loud, all of us. And I want you to say it. I want you to say it out of your own mouth. I don't want to just be the leader here and, and me say it. I want you to say it out of your own mouth. Can everybody do that? Will everybody do that? Did y'all hear everybody speak? I'm serious. I'm real serious. This is a very serious message. It's a very serious decision for everybody in this room today. I told you, you you didn't want to miss this awesome service today. I posted that on Facebook before the service. I said, you don't want to miss today. And the reason is because your life is going to change from this day on. If you choose life. It's your choice. I want you to. And God wants you to. More than me, more than you, He wants you to. So let's make these declarations and, and say it so you can hear it yourself. Jesus, Jesus you, are Lord. you are Lord. You are God. I am not. You're my number one priority. I submit my life, I submit my life. Totally, to you. totally to you. I surrender. 
my will, my will to, yours. to yours. Come on, you're, you're, you're slowing down a little bit. You're quietening up a little bit. Get back up here. Come on. Everybody in this. Lead me. Lead me. Guide me. Guide me. Teach me. Teach me. Help, me. Help me. To guard my heart. To guard my heart. No, weapon no weapon formed against us, formed against us shall, prosper. shall prosper. Every tongue, Every tongue that, rises up that rises up against the truth of God's Word shall be condemned. Protect me from deception. I condemn all negativity around me. I will not compromise the Word of God, which is truth. Give me a grace-filled heart. I love you. I trust you. I, you. I, will be I will be who you called me, called me to, be. to be. Every day, Every day. You, know you know what's best for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Give him praise. <laughs> you know what's best for me. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus. Right here in this place, every person with the sound of my voice receives you as Lord and Savior, Master of their lives. They will choose to, to live your life, not their life, but your life through them. You, you cause us to make bright lights shine every day. Lord, we just thank you for giving us your power, your strength, your love, your grace, your mercy every day of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. We're going to have a, our prayer team be here. If you need prayer for anything, we'll have somebody here to pray for you. If you've never given your life seriously to God, you've never made Him Lord of your life, please come do that this morning. We'll have people right here to pray with you to receive Christ. God bless you. Ooh, have a glorious, powerful week in Jesus' name. Amen.